Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA is about something bigger than the right to bear arms. It, it is a resource to help you be ready for the before, during, and after of a self-defense incident. If you are not one of the 500,000 plus responsibly armed Americans who are proud USCCA members, then now is the time to explore USCCA membership. Click learn more below right now to learn about the life-saving education, industry-leading training, and self-defense liability insurance. Click learn more right now. And once again, as a reminder, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. And that policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, and exclusions, limitations and exclusions. And remember, with your USCCA membership, you get the really cool Concealed Carry Magazine. This is the March, April, February, March edition of 2023. So again, click learn more, join the United States Concealed Carry Association. We'll be right back. Hey, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. And today we have with us Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka, Ph.D., served as Deputy Assistant for Strategy to the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, and is currently a presidential appointee to the National Security Education Board at the Department of Defense. He is the host of America First, a nationally syndicated radio show on the Salem Radio Network, and the Gorka Reality Check, the newest show on the cable news network, Newsmax TV. He is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Defeating Jihad and Why We Fight. His latest book is The War for America's Soul. You can follow Dr. Gorka on Twitter at Seb Gorka, on Facebook and on Instagram at Sebastian underscore Gorka. America First is available on the iTunes podcast app. Streams streams live at www.sebgorka.com and is on the video sharing platform Rumble. Well, Dr. Gorka, thanks so much for joining us here at the Steadfast and Lower Podcast. The pleasure is mine, Colonel West. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about your your book that just came out. When you you say the war uh, for America's soul, because I you know been on battlefields, but I will tell you that I think right now the greatest battlefield, the greatest conflagration facing us is the ideological battle that we have here in the United States of America. Expound upon that in the thesis of your book. 
Yeah, we are living in incredibly peculiar times, Colonel West. This is the first time in history that a nation or a civilization is being run by those who hate their own civilization. Never before has that occurred. If you remember what Obama said when he became president, that his mission was to fundamentally mm -hmm. change the nature of the United States. You don't want to fundamentally change the nature of something you love. So we have this unbelievable state of affairs of the Democrats, Biden, Obama, Pelosi, Schumer, AOC. They detest the nation of their birth. They detest the nation over which they have power. And also, they become radical extremists. Look, I, I'm no fan, don't get me wrong, of, of Bill Clinton, but at least Bill Clinton in the 90s would reign in the crazies. Mm -hmm. There's nobody reigning in the crazies today. Nobody who says, hang on a second, Girls can't be boys. Boys can't be girls. Having an open border policy is bad and gets Americans killed. And surrendering in Afghanistan will open the door for bullies like Putin to do bad things. No, everybody genuflects at the altar of their radical ideology. And let's be clear here. There are Democrats of your who are great Americans. Yeah. You, you look at the likes of Scoop Jackson the arch anti-communist JFK who went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Khrushchev over Cuba, that Democrat Party, Colonel, is dead. It is buried. The Democrat Party of our parents, of our grandparents, is gone. And today, we can actually take party politics out of it and just ask one very simple question. And this is why I wrote The War for America's Soul. There's only two types of people in America today, Colonel. There are those who love America, warts and all. And then those who hate America and want to dismantle it. That is why we are in a war for the soul of this, the greatest nation on God's green earth. You know, you bring up a great point because I remember when Bill Clinton lost that midterm election, uh, Newt Gingrich, contractor of America, came in. He completely pivoted. He did not talk about, you know, the, the governmental takeover of health care and all this type of stuff. And I remember his State of the Union speech where he said the era of big government is over. I mean, he, yeah. he would be crucified if he were to try to say something like that today in the Democrat Party. So uh, I, I just want to agree with you that I think it's less about party now that it's about two competing ideologies, constitutional conservatism, the old classical liberalism. That's what we believe in, John Locke. As opposed to this progressivism, socialism, Marxism, statism, and even communism, you know, can we reconcile the two or does it have to come down to really an ideological battle for the soul of America? Well, I'll, I'll go um, a little bit philosophical here. I, 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 my first degree was philosophy and theology. Mm -hmm. And as I learned from, from a great cavalry officer and, and Reagan appointee, uh, Robert Riley, mm -hmm. It's, it's not two competing ideologies, because an ideology, whichever it is, left, right, extreme, not extreme, an ideology is a prism through which you look at and interpret reality. An ideology always distorts reality, whether it's for left-wing purposes or right-wing purposes. Today, it's really an, it's an ideology, radical, left-wing, postmodern, Frankfurt School, America-hating, West-hating ideology, versus the truth. <laughs> we, we don't have an ideology. We believe in the truth. We know what the founding document of America says, that we are made in the image of our creator, and that it is by dint of being made in the image of our creator 
that we have rights, that's not an ideological opinion. We know that truth is real. We know that a man is born with XY chromosomes and he will be buried with XY chromosomes. That's not an ideology. That's a statement of fact, of truth. We know that more people have died in the last 12 months as a, as a, as a result of fentanyl poisoning coming across the border that have died in every war since World War II. I, I did this recently on my Newsmax show. I just took, you know, took a little piece of paper and started scribbling the, the number of uh, warfighter fatalities since World War II. So every Marine, every uh, Army officer, every NCO, every uh, corpsman, every sailor, every airman who's died in combat uh, from Korea yeah. to Vietnam yeah. to the GWAT to uh, fighting ISIS. The number was 103,000 Americans killed in combat. Mm -hmm. 103,000 in 70 years. Biden's own CDC has admitted in the last year, 110,000 Americans died because of you know Chinese fentanyl crossing, you know, flooding across the border. That's not an ideological opinion. It's a statement of fact. Theirs is an ideological insanity. Ours is a commitment to truth. No, you're right. you don't, you hit the nail on the head. And that when you look at our founding documents, the Declaration, you read through the Federalist Papers and the Constitution, it very clearly states what we are as a constitutional republic. And that's why when I hear Joe Biden talking about threats to democracy, they're the biggest threats to democracy. So what you just said, and and, and I'm going to say, why don't we see more on the quote-unquote Republican Party side, strongly coming out and professing that, making that very simple argument to the American people. <laughs> yeah, go, uh, both, uh, uh, both uh, barrels. I think, I think <laughs> as, as somebody uh, who stepped into the political arena more than <laughs> once, I, I think you know the answer to that question. Look, the, the biggest problem we have in America today is cowardice. Mm -hmm. the, the institution, look, he was no fan of Trump. He came around to understand why working class Americans like his family were working for Trump. But, you know, you've got to read J.D. Vance's book, uh, Hillbilly Elegy. I, I read it when I was in the White House because Steve Bannon told me to read it. And he's now, of course, the Senator Vance. Mm -hmm. Vance nails it. You know, he comes from this hillbilly family that uh, believed in hard work, but then was systematically destroyed over the last 60 years by what? Not by the Democrats, but by the Democrats and the establishment Republican Party that said, oh, let's move jobs to China. That's a great idea. Let's you know, outsource everything to Mexico. Let's, we don't need to manufacture stuff in America. And drug legalization, yeah, it's not a real issue. When, when you realize that there is a uniparty, to use Bannon's phrase, there's a one party you understand the vested interests in maintaining that shared control between the Democrats and the Republicans. That's what, that's why Donald Trump has to be destroyed. Why? He's not part of the mm -hmm. Uniparty. Remember, I love as an immigrant having to remind my fellow Americans what we did in 2016. We, we did something that we've never done since the Revolutionary War. Every president from Washington to Obama was connected. Why? Irrespective of party, every president was either a senator, former congressman, governor, or a retired general. Every single one of them, from George Washington to Barry Obama, 
was a member of the elite, was a member of the political swamp. Along comes this real estate mogul with 14 seasons of the most successful TV show. And he says, you know what? You guys have screwed up long enough. DC is broken. I'm here to fix it. I love America. Uh, the, the, the American people, 63 million of them, you know, raised, a, as, as my friend Dan Bongino says, a double-barreled middle finger to the Uniparty and said, enough, we want an outsider. So why haven't people said what I've said? Because they're cowards and they just want to have those lucrative lobbying jobs once, once they leave Congress. How dangerous is it that, as we saw Rear Admiral Kirby talk about exporting the woke ideology and agenda you know, to other countries? I mean, it seems to me that that becomes our foreign policy instead of having a foreign policy that meets and confronts China and their one belt, one road strategy. Yeah, th th this is this is you know the the, the enemy is inside the wire. I, I saw this when I served in the Defense Department. So I was a, a professor of irregular warfare more than f for more than five years at National Defense University. And the people I dealt with, you know, as soon as they got that that uh, as soon as they became full bird colonels, yes, and they saw that chance for that that first that one star, then that second star, they became political animals. And that's how we get the Mark Millies of the world. That fat disgrace to the U.S. Army uniform, who actually said on Capitol Hill under sworn testimony, I don't know what critical race theory is, but I'm glad it's being taught at West Point. The same chairman of the Joint Chiefs, who admitted more than once that when President Trump was the elected commander-in-chief, he was having back-channel conversations with his Chinese equivalent, General Li, in Beijing, saying, hey, buddy, don't worry. If President Trump wants to do something military against you, I'll give you a heads up. I'll give you a warning. In any prior age, that general would have been arrested, put in leg shackles, thrown in the bridge, and charged with treason. Oh, and by the way, he's still the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. That's amazing. So... Let's close it out on this. What do you see going forward for this country? 2024 is an, a, a very pivotal election cycle. We kind of missed the mark in 2022 in the midterms, but will we be able to recover if, of course, we can protect our electoral system? What, what do you see going forward here in the next year and a half? Because a year from now, we will have already had the Super Tuesday primaries. Uh, yeah. and that's going to come real quick. So let me give you a personal example. Because I get a lot of people who call into my radio show, America First, or post comments on my social media who bitch and moan about, you know, the GOP this, the RNC that. And my question is, okay, what have you done yeah. about it? Now, let me talk about a personal example. The uh, the day of the midterm, this I was at, at Mar-a-Lago. I was with the president. He had a, you know, a big announcement to make. What was my wife doing? My wife, Colonel, who detests, utterly detests politics, left the house at 4.30 a.m. I was still in Mar-a-Lago when she arrived back home. And on my phone, I saw the security camera go on. She arrived home at 10 p.m. What was she doing from 4 a.m.? to 10 p.m. in the evening, a woman who hates politics. She was the chief election officer for our district of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I guarantee you something, nobody stole any votes. Nobody 
managed to steal the election where she was the chief election officer. So my question is, if Katie Gorka, my wife, who detests politics, can dedicate all of her day to securing America, what are you doing about it, dear listener? What are you doing about it, dear viewer? When you find out, this is from my former Bright, uh, Breitbart colleague, Raheem Kassam, that of all the GOP positions across the nation, and I don't mean the really serious ones, like a precinct captain, I mean the ones beneath a precinct captain that maybe have to do something once a week or every couple of weeks, more than 40% of those positions, Colonel, are empty. Yes, sir. So, so if you don't like the GOP, you know what? Be an American. Do something about it. Take it over. Volunteer. If you're not running for, I don't care whether it's the local school board or whether the local library council, if you're not running for office or taking over the GOP, I don't want to hear you bitch and moan about rhinos because you're helping the Democrats by not getting engaged. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, what? am I going to do to save the Republic? It's really that simple. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it comes back to what John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for the country. And as a commander in combat, I would tell my soldiers every single day, you got to wake up and ask yourself, what's my task and what's my purpose? And I will tell you that Dr. Sebastian Gorka, you certainly know every day that you wake up what your task and what your purpose is. And again, I want to have people go and pick up his new book, The War for America's Soul. You can follow him on Twitter at Seb Gorka on Facebook and Instagram at Sebastian underscore Gorka. And please tune in to him at the Gorka Reality Check and also his America First program. And thank you so very, so very much, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, for joining us here at the Steadfast and Royal Podcast. God bless you and thank you for your continued service to the nation, Colonel. Yes, sir. Duty first. Go get them. Special thanks to Dr. Sebastian Gorka for joining us here at the Steadfast and Law Podcast. If you like this podcast, please click the like button and share it with others. We're here to keep you better informed, educated, and activated. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.